Welcome to Engaging Parenting, the Bridgeway podcast on parenting kids and teens. We're here to talk specifically about the glorious and terrifying work of parenting teenagers in our culture, why being spiritually and culturally informed is essential, and discussing practical tips on how you can parent confidently and watch your teenagers thrive. My name is Pastor Cliff, and I'm here with Pastor Matt. So Pastor Matt, who are we with today? So we are with uh, two wonderful guests that we actually admire very highly, and they're making faces at me already that they're like, uh, you're already blowing us up. Uh, but uh, this is uh, uh, Dr. Daniel Gluck and Alyssa Gluck, and uh, they are both um, both a, a couple and parents that have been at Bridgeway for 13 years. Yep. And uh, Daniel is the Associate Dean and Faculty of the School of Christian Leadership over at William Jessup. And then, and then Alyssa is a supervising teacher over at a homeschool charter, but she's also a super mom. And, <laughs> yeah, so, and so because of that, they absolutely. actually have some awesome, amazing kids. They're a very musical family. That's yeah. one of the ways a lot of people tend to first encounter the Glucks is their whole family is a band <laughs> that can uh, do worship in in Camp Kidsway and yep. in middle school and uh, so on and so on. So, uh, yeah. And so we're glad to get a chance to talk about a really important topic today, which is really about how do you um, help your teens foster friendships? And, yep, yep. and this is one that a lot of parents, I believe, are constantly like they're nervous about it, mm-hmm. yep. but they're also wondering, what am I able to do? Like, what's what's my boundaries? What, what am I able to speak in without my kids like rebelling against how involved they get, but how do I how do I foster that and nurture it? Kind of sometimes subversively and sometimes directly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. so yeah, so um, so we're going to be diving into that. Probably do two episodes of this. So if you're listening, just prepare that you're going to listen to one, and then you'll have to wait for the next one to come out. But uh, but you know, to us, this is really important because our teens they have contact with thousands of of people in their lives, and uh, and you know, one of the things I've seen in some research is. There's a lot of people they'll meet that never look beyond the surface, um, who at the moment they set eyes on someone, they're calculating how they can use them or, or what that person can be for them. Um, especially in the teen world, they, they'll encounter a lot of teens that make snap judgments and slot them into a category, and that, that way they don't have to deal with them as a real person. And uh, But then there are those, and this is what we're talking about, who enter life and they find out and know what's going on. And, uh, and they're not there to exploit weakness or attack strengths. They become friends. They become people that are super close. And uh, Yeah, and teenagers specifically, because that's what we're talking about, they care so much about friendships. It's their life. Outside of school and sports, yeah. friends are what they're talking about all the time, which I think both of you would agree with that. So yeah. um, both Daniel and Alyssa, who, whoever wants to answer this question, why, why is it so important for parents to know who their friends are, who their kids' friends are, and how they cultivate that relationship. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about it this way. Like, think about your kids going to school. They might go to school, what, six hours a day, seven hours a day. They're home in the morning for an hour or two. You engage with them in the evening for a couple hours. They're getting influenced more by the friends around them, the influences around them yeah. in the teen years than they are by their own family. That's kind of a big deal, and we should probably worry about who those who are the people that are influencing our kids during those hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. word influence is key. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a great opportunity to get to know the people that are important in their lives rather than just send them off and hope they make it back, you know, without being too scarred, but rather taking a posture proactively of, who are these people that are important in your life? Who are the people that are influencing the decisions mm-hmm. you're making? Um, and yeah, taking that posture of, hey, we love you and we're a part of your life and we want to know the people who are important to you. So yeah. super important. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's that's super good. Um, so the, the next piece before we go dive in even more into friendships, uh, I think it's crucial for us to take a step back and think about okay, what attributes should we encourage our teens to have as far as being a good friend? So what does being a good friend even look like? Yeah, I think it's one thing to pray for your kid to have great friends and another thing to pray that your kid is a great friend Mm -hmm. um, and to help teach them what that looks like. I've um, been drawn a lot to Romans 12, 9 through 12, which just feels like it gives us a great picture. You know, be honest and true, hate what's evil, love each other deeply, honor each other above more than yourself. Um, there's the part about, you know, when you suffer, be patient, um, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Like, are we the types of people that are safe for other people to hang out with? Are we fun? Um, are we honest? And scripture just does a great job of kind of laying that out for us in Romans and in Proverbs. There's a ton of little nuggets of truth about what it means to be a good friend, you know, even warning about things like gossiping and, um, being trustworthy and not uh, using people for what they can offer you. Yeah. And um, yeah. so, yeah, I feel like scripture gives us a great, great picture of what it looks like to be a good friend. Yeah. One of my favorites is Proverbs 18, 24. I had written it down earlier, but it says, there are friends who pretend to be friends, but there are friends who stick closer than a brother. Mm. And right. and just like, just even those concepts of, hey, there's people that are going to draw so near yeah. and become like family in terms of that companionship. Yeah. And we're familiar with Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen that talks about yeah. iron sharpening iron. And uh, I think a quality of a good friend is, we heard the sermon actually back east when we were traveling this summer, where, you know, when you hang out with that friend, do they bring you closer to Jesus or do they become a, a roadblock, you know, uh, an obstacle for your relationship with Jesus? Are they pulling you away or are they pulling you toward? I think that's pretty important when yeah. we think about qualities mm-hmm. of friends. Yeah, and that's a good question to ask your, your kid, yeah, your student, right? Is, is this a friend who's pulling you closer to Christ or is this someone who is, who is wise or is this someone who is foolish mm-hmm. as they're influencing mm-hmm. them? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the first things we've seen as youth pastors, um, but then I've also now seen it with my kids as they're, you know, my oldest is now in middle school, is you want to, you want them to have friends that they have fun with, but it's not just about fun, like entertainment, amusement. You want them to be people that you see that when they come away from that, that they're like energized and they don't feel burdened. It's not that they've like had to carry something now because they spent time with that person. Yeah. And, and although that can happen with um, friends that are non-Christians, because for instance, my, my, my oldest, he, his like four closest, three closest friends, um, two of them aren't kids that, that go to church regularly. Actually, what's cool is George brings them yeah. along to the middle school group mm. here with him. And anytime he goes, he wants one of them to go. And then one of the others goes to Capital Christian and uh, and so, but to watch like how much fun he has, you know, birthday parties or and yes, sometimes it's on video games and and doing right. other things that it's like this indirect. Uh-huh. Sure. But but you wanna you wanna be a, you know, when I when I talk to my to my kids, I always talk to them about you want them to be someone that is someone that makes other people thrive yeah. and are energized. Yeah. That, yeah. that they not only help them have fun and a good time, but that they they bless them. And that's where these verses come in so much. Um, my, my birthday is July 12th, and so I'm always reminded Matthew Happy 7th. belated birthday. Well, Happy birthday, man. We don't know that on the podcast because when they listen to it. But Matthew 7, 12, 
ends up, you know, saying doing to others as you would have them doing to you. Mm, and and cool. because that's my – I've always yeah. had to, like, learn that growing up. I think my parents repeated it to me <laughs> a lot. But, again, it's yeah. setting a posture and a tone within that. Um, but I, you also you also want to be a friend that takes time to get to know a bit about the other person. Yeah. Like to not be a person that's self-absorbed. And yeah. I want yeah. to talk about me and what I'm thinking about when I'm interested in, but to ask questions about your friends and how they're doing and what's going on right. and – um, I find that as a parent, one cool piece is that you get a chance to ask them questions about their friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes that helps them realize how much they know or don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I like that. Yeah. I think that's kind of – it's a uh, indirect challenge. Yeah, that, that's that's a really good point. I mean it's also those things of – you know, as the iron sharpens iron, is your friendship or you helping others become a better person, mm-hmm. yeah. um, a better man or – a better woman of Christ. I mean, that's, that's a really good question to be answering or asking your, your teens. Yeah. I know sometimes it's hard to even answer that. And if yeah. it's hard to answer that, I think that's an answer right there. Okay. So, um, but as, as parents, um, how can, how can parents be proactive about healthy friendships for their, for their kids? Big question. One just practical things I've noticed as a teacher is that the patterns that are set at the very beginning of the school year in the first couple of weeks of school are the ones that get continued throughout the rest. So the Mm, people they're choosing to hang out with at lunchtime and sit next to or at recess and play with, you know, as they're little, that becomes a habit. Same with going to high school, junior high. So I think one practical thing is, you know, in these next couple of weeks, talking about what does it look like to be a good friend? Let's go through Proverbs. We're we're doing Proverbs as a family this summer and, Mm -hmm. you know, take a chapter a day and, and highlight where does it talk about friendship? So both we're mm-hmm. looking for these types of friends and let's be those types of friends yeah. to the people that are around. It's a great opportunity as they're going back into school, you know, fresh start. All right. Who are the types of people we're going to look for um, to walk with the wise, you know, not the yeah. foolish. And then what kinds of friends are we going to be? So that's just one like practical thing in the next couple of weeks. And one thing I was thinking of when Matt was sharing it is, uh, we practice this in our own family, I realize. We practice being friends. We've tried to help model to our kids and teach our kids to champion one another, you know, to cheer for one another. And that just let's get this out on the table. Our family is not perfect and our boys fight like brothers and our <laughs> siblings fight like siblings. But there's a culture that uh, is beautiful sometimes in our family when the kids are championing one another, they're speaking truth to one another, and when they practice at home, even with their siblings who are sometimes harder to love, then they can take that out and they can practice that and be those kind of influencers in their friendships at school and probably be drawn, hopefully, to other people at their schools and in their places of worship and wherever who are the same kind of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of that imitation is what you're talking exactly. about. It's, yeah. It's, it's yeah, they're they're learning how to be friends because they're watching friendships. Yep. And and sometimes that's why it's even great when your kids can see you with your friends totally. and mm. how you act. That's a big and then deal. even within the youth ministry context, it's it's how they see the the volunteer staff or other kids treating one another and acting as friends that they go, man, they, they really enjoy one another. They build up one another. And if they see those things, mm-hmm. it's all those adult like observational pieces and family yeah. observational pieces that they see. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you're listening to this podcast right now, which you are, um, we're, we're talking about this idea of really taking um, friendships home with you um, because 
it's really in, important for us to, um, if we want our kids to cultivate friendships outside of the home, we have to model it in the mm-hmm. home. And I think that's yeah. such a really um, beautiful picture. Because I know for me, when I was younger, um, you know, I was semi-friends with my sister, kind of. Um, I was really good friends with my dad, really good friends with my mom, but my sister and I weren't weren't the best friends. So for me, I didn't really want to go out and find female friends. I found, you know, guy mm-hmm. friends, which I, I don't think was a negative thing. But um, I definitely, when I got home, I was influenced by how my sister treated me, how my dad mm-hmm. treated me, and how my mom treated me. I mean, even how my dog treated me too. So, oh, wow. um, yeah. So I, I took those those ideas. Man's best friend, exactly. Right. I, I miss I miss miss my dog. And maybe that's something for parents to think about. You know, especially when we're wrapped in, uh, you know, trying to raise teens and all the mayhem and sports and whatever. Think about, you know, what do your friendships look like? A lot of our families struggle just to foster friendships. You know, parents having yeah. friends or not. I know couples who. They're only friends of their family, you know, and there's others who have tons of friends. But you, you're right, Cliff. You are modeling that to your kids. They're seeing the way that you make friendships and what's the content of those friendships. Yep. And that's pretty important, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing we've talked about a lot is um, I think early on, this can start early on and could start now, is finding other families that are like-minded. This can be hard. Like really hard. It's like this amazing thing when it happens when like mom gets along with mom, dad gets along with dad, and the kids somehow gel. You know, that those yeah. are rare. Parenting yeah. styles, you but, know. I mean, Dee and I have just sort of watched, just observed, you know, in certain families that were like, dang, those are good kids, or like, we love those parents, and then let's try to get together. So intentionality about, you know, putting your kids in environments where they're seeing other people who yeah. are, you know, godly. This happens a ton with youth group. And so we just want to give a big plug to getting your kids at HSM, MSM, mm-hmm. at your church uh, youth groups, because it's a, it's a place for them to get to have like-minded other teenagers yeah. um, outside of the world. And also these amazing volunteers who are pouring into them, who are going to be great examples to them of what friendship's supposed to look like, you know? So I think being intentional about surrounding yourself, and that takes a lot of energy because we're busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, I think we've found, man, there are three or four families that we do life with and our kids are friends with each other, and there's just this beautiful thing where they're they're standing really strong special. together. Yeah. Yeah. And on the contrary, if we're honest, yeah. You know, sometimes you have to sort of break up with uh, families that maybe are you know it's a very unhealthy influence, and mm-hmm. it's not going to be something you regularly want to invest your life in. And of course, we want to be about outreach and about being Jesus to other people, but there's some boundaries sometimes that have to be in place according to. Proverbs wisdom where there's foolishness happening or negative influence. And we got to say, gosh, I don't know if that's something we want to invest in as a family. Yeah. And even coaching. And I know you guys were kind of chatting about this with us um, digitally, you know, a little yeah. bit about sometimes having to coach your kids on how to do that with friends, how to, mm-hmm. yeah. how to break really up with are. friends yes. without like neglecting right. or, or like kind of, you know, I'll use the, the older school youthful term of dissing. You yes. Remember dissing. Okay. Do you remember, remember dissing? That. I remember, yes. dissing. I remember dissing. I don't know what the new modern word is. But, uh, uh, unfriending. Um, li- leaving, <laughs> leaving them on red is a very popular oh. term now. Leaving them on red. Yes. Oh. I've not heard You'll that. You'll have to explain it to us later. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> unread. It, what it means. Unread or on red? On red. What on it means red. is you send a uh, one of your friends a Snapchat, um, but you don't answer it. You don't oh. answer it. They don't answer it. You leave them they on see red. It, they see it, but they don't answer it. Okay. 
Mm. Left on right. Yes. Yeah, but how to do that? (laughs) Well, and and even things like that, trying to coach them on how to have those face-to-face conversations versus just, okay, I'm going to stop all digital communication. But I I think that's a a big piece, what you were sharing, Daniel, about that, helping them to discern when something is toxic or, or unhealthy. And sometimes when you're, again, modeling that, with your family to go, Hey, like this was a hard decision and it doesn't mean we're never going to talk to these people, but like we have to be cautious, you know, because these people are very formative. And Cliff and I were talking um, before this podcast at at coffee um, about how like so many friendships in middle school and high school don't like transcend and go past those Mm. seasons. Yeah. And that's not something that as a parent, you'd like try to bring up, well, these aren't going to be your friends for the future. So don't put, yeah. But we were talking about how, there tends to be one or two and those become like the deep yeah. close friendships. And and then the, I was reflecting and Cliff had, you know, had examples well that like the ones I did have weren't people that were in my immediate school. Yeah. They were kids from the youth group. Totally. They yeah. were, they were people that like we yeah. were doing and having adventures and journey and life yeah. and growth together. And we, it was that, that transcended, you know, past the, the season of classes yeah. and sports and school. So it was, there's was nobody on my sports teams, nobody on my, and I know that's my story. I know there's people that can have different, but I, yeah. I do know that there's more Christian youth teens that, you know, they, that's their story that they have friends that they made yeah. close bonds with in youth group, which is again, why yeah. I'm going to do my own plug, yeah. you know, <laughs> is that it's why it's so important to try to get your students to the youth group and not just like on the Sunday, Right. To get them to the events, to get them on yeah. the road trips, to get them at camps, because that's where those friendships totally. get fostered and nurtured. Yeah. So. I mean, when you're when you're like minded with anybody, and this goes for adults too, um, when you're like minded, have the same goals, have the same values, your friendship's going to grow deeper. And so that's why youth yeah. group is 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 crucial because you get you get to experience and encounter Christ together. Yeah. yeah. And that's where those memories come from, and that's when. You know, because I think back when I was in in youth group, and it was the same things. Those friendships I had translated into school, translated into summer, mm-hmm. translated into yeah. so many different areas. And now mm-hmm. I have two or three friends from high school. That's it. Um, yeah. And but I love them dearly, and I talk to them right. weekly. So yeah. it's yeah, it's just kind of finding finding that balance. Um, but back to back to this piece of um, kind of unhealthy influences. I, I, I know for me, I'd love to hear your guys' advice. At what are some practical ways on how a parent should intervene with unhealthy influences? So if you see your, your child um, hanging out with a friend that you probably know that's not a great influence, how do you come come at that conversation? Because <laughs> that's a really tough conversation. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, your gut instinct is to just be like, hey, you're messing up. That guy's not a good, you know, and, and laid out. But we know, I mean, we're seeing this as our kids are getting older, yeah. that the posture of listening is going to be a way better posture. Amen. So, mm-hmm. And yeah. that's so difficult. Oh man, it's so difficult for me. But coming in with questions, you know, what is it about that person that you are drawn to? You know, are they bringing out the best in you? Just mm-hmm. like starting some of these conversations of, hey, I'm noticing that, you know, I'm noticing when you come home, you're really down or whatever, what is going on there? What's your interaction like? And, and trying to at least be a safe place for your kids to talk about these things. Um, we do not do this well all the time, but, um, so I think listening first, just why, you know, and you kind of being a student of your own kid, like, why are they drawn to that? What is it Mm -hmm. that is exciting about that? Or, you know, rebellious about that, whatever, what does that say about what's going on in your own kid's heart? Um, I think that's the start. 
And sometimes you can help them put some language to that and realize that for themselves. Oh, I'm drawn to the naughty kid because, you know, I feel like I'm getting attention or whatever. And we've seen that a little bit with Mm -hmm. our kids. I'm thinking, too, just practical. You know, uh, if there's a family, uh, a friend that we're investing in, our kids are investing in, that we don't necessarily know the influence there. We have practical boundaries like not having sleepovers at that kid's house or you know, we drop them off for a birthday party and it doesn't seem to be supervised or something like that. We're going to take an active step to stay stay at the birthday party or limit the time at the birthday party or whatever. I was thinking these soul friendships that you, Matt and Cliff, were talking about, we actually made a a hard decision to take uh, take one of our sons, Joshua, out of a school uh, where it wasn't a bad school necessarily, but the friendships that were going on there and some of the influences we felt were maybe not going in the right direction uh, during junior high years. And we moved him to a school where his church buddies were. They were all at the same school. It, mm-hmm. You know, the school still has problems or whatever, but we knew that that was an investment in those life core friendships that we really yeah. wanted to do. And that was hard. But uh, looking back, I think it was, it was the, right decision. the right decision. And he was the one. I mean, I think there's something too. sometimes your kids get so caught up in it, just like we do ourselves, you know, caught up with somebody who's shiny and you want to be like them. All of a sudden you go, what am I doing? You know, and mm-hmm. yeah. um, I think listening to them like he, you know, he was able to say, hey, I'm feeling like these friends are turning left and I'm wanting to go right. Mm-hmm. And I feel kind of stuck. So yeah. for us to be able to listen to that and go all right, let's pay. And we didn't know what was going on, but to be able to listen to that, a little bit of that and see those things and then make a big decision. um, Yeah. But it's been the right thing, you know? So sometimes it takes that. And sometimes your kids, they're not, your teens can, some personalities can be very confrontational and then others aren't. And so, so it's kind of hard to, to coach them through when they can start challenging their friends. You know, Um, I know that one thing that the Proverbs do bring up is that a good friend is willing to challenge and to tell someone, Hey, you're going off the deep end, you're going right. And we need to go left Mm -hmm. and they need to have that wisdom, but that's, easier said than than done because like you said it takes a lot of listening and like the right questions in the right place and then building Mm -hmm. confidence in your youth to be able to to say those things and some of them never will like like i know my wife she she's not a confrontational person so she's not going to do that um she'll find other ways to try to to be an influence but and i can see that even with some of my kids you know one of them will be very confrontational middle child uh, yeah. <laughs> and then our oldest, you know, he's not as prone. Right. And uh, so, you know, it, it's, it's a hard it thing a to coach, thing. but that's yeah. where like the thing we want to encourage all the parents that are listening is that hard does not mean impossible right. and hard does not mean not worth it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like, even though those things are challenging, taking the time to listen, taking the time to pray, yeah. which tends yeah, to be the huge. last thing on the list. Um, but like to, to, to listen, to pray and to, and to ask a lot of questions and speak in to your kids, it's worth every second. And, uh, and that's where the youth ministry partners, because, um, this is always the stuff and we've had this come up in multiple episodes Yeah, where like Mm -hmm. parents are like, we've been telling our kids this for four years and they've never listened to us. And then they like go to Hume and they talk to this counselor and they're like saying the same thing and they don't, (laughs) and I'm like, amen. Like that's when when the youth ministry is partnering you know, even though it's unintentional yeah. with what the parents are saying, that's that's a that's called community functioning with family, which is yeah. how God intended it. Yeah. Cliff, I was gonna ask you just as they get older, you know, what do you see in high school as far as 
parents stepping in and saying, no, you can't be friends with that person or volunteers saying, asking questions around that? Like, do they listen more to the volunteers than they will? Yeah, I think, I think once kids get into high school, they, um, their independence radar goes through the roof. Um, they're instant, like I deserve everything by myself. Yeah. And so I've seen all the parent interactions of, okay, fine. If you're independent, then you got to pay rent. You got to do all those stuff. And then I, I see the parent on the other side of the spectrum just being super controlling and all those things. I think, um, but to answer your question, I do think that a student's going to listen about their friendships um, better to a person who's listening to them first. Mm. Kind of what you talk, yeah. talked about before, this posture, posture of, of listening. If you listen to them for 15 minutes and don't say a word and just allow them to express their feelings, whether yeah. wrong or right, and say, I really want to be friends with this person for this reason. Um, and then you listen to them, you don't say a word, and then you come back with the truth, with love, mm-hmm. they're, they're going to listen to that. Yeah. Whether you're a parent, whether you're a volunteer, whether you're a youth pastor, yeah. they're, they're definitely going to listen to you more if you have that posture. Because um, teenagers assume, honestly, that m- most parents or adults are out to get them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're wrong in that assumption uh, right. because we love them very dearly. That's right. why we're listening to this podcast and put effort into this podcast, right? But um, if, if we can communicate to them through listening, through posture, our body language, right. saying, mm-hmm. hey, we care, we love, um, and, we, and we want what's best for you, then we'll definitely be able to kind of communicate and it'll actually hear them. Yeah, um, not speaking through frustration, not speaking through um, anger, but speaking speaking in love. And even experiences too. Because yeah. there's been multiple times where I've, I've shared my experiences with friends and they're like, well, that's exactly what I went through. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I was telling a story um, a couple months ago about a, about a story I had when I was a friend and I, at the end of the story, all the kids went, oh, <laughs> and then I, and then there was one kid in the back of him who said, oh, I, I'm going through that right now. You know, nice. it's just like yeah. It, yeah. being vulnerable being be like, look, I, I know friendships are hard because yeah, they are. Uh, you want to be popular. You want to be, you want to have attention, mm-hmm. like you yeah. said, Daniel. Yeah. And, and so it, it makes sense for kids to not make the right decisions, but it's, it's our job as adults, as influencers to be like, okay, sit them down. Is this their best decision? Is this the best person that you can be spending your time with? So. And that's why I think uh, putting other healthy mentors and influences around your kids is so essential because there will be times when they can't listen to their parent or they don't feel like their parent is a safe place. But if they have uncles and aunts and youth pastors and other friends, dads and moms that are speaking truth and that are good and healthy influences, that's huge. They'll trust those people during times when they can't maybe trust their own parents. Yeah. Yeah. That brings up a a good kind of additional question. This one isn't written down, but uh, what what do you do? How much can you as a parent form your teens' friends and not just your teens? Because often they'll mm-hmm. come over, they'll hang out at your house. You know, what, what do you guys think on that? Big what do you try to do when they come over and, you know, they're hanging out doing stuff at your house? Yeah. I mean, again, from Romans, it talks about, you know, offering hospitality and that's a big piece. And I feel like, man, you're you're losing out on knowing your kids and their friends if you don't make time for that. Yeah. Because it really is so fun. I I mean, our oldest friends just make me laugh. They I want to be around them as much as he does. You know, they're they're really good kids. So yeah. there's something about being students of their friends and and sometimes then you get to see the dark side too. And you're like, oh boy, you know, I, yeah. I hope that part doesn't rub off or whatever. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, having the posture of inviting them in and. Yeah, um, yeah that's, that's. Making your home a safe so place. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can influence them. You can help yep. shape, you know, it's yeah. not your primary role, but you know, 
this weekend, actually, I'm thinking I'm going backpacking with some of our best friends and their boys, and I'm taking my boys. And it's such a beautiful picture because those boys are influencing each other. Both of us dads are influencing the other, you know, kids, sons or whatever. And there's sharpening going on, isn't yeah. there? We can yeah. sort of have an influence in their life to shape them a little bit and to maybe temper those friendships. Is that a good word for it? You know, yeah. to watch out for them. Yeah volunteering at youth group or or going to the party instead of just dropping yeah. them off at the party and getting to know the families and getting to know the other kids and loving them you know that's yeah. huge yeah. yeah and in the in the viewpoint of a teenager when you invite them um to your house you have this sense of being cool factor hmm. a lot of the times <laughs> when you're not the the teen's actual parent you have this sense of cool factor because you're like oh yeah that's another adult in my life he's cool yeah. I like their house I like the fact that they bake me cookies I like the mm-hmm. fact that they gave me food right <laughs> you know like so food. teens yeah, like and food junk food like sugar exactly. so that? do college students yeah. Yeah, yeah, just I think everybody yeah. likes everybody food. even okay. adults food so food is central food is I, I got a McFlurry last yeah. night yeah. and I'm Ooh. not regretting it at all um <laughs> <laughs> but that'll this will be good because we will actually come back to this on the next episode yeah. about the role of food okay <laughs> the Fantastic. formation of the friendships that your kids foster because I, I think it's it. I think it's bigger than we were all even all joking about, about yep. here mm-hmm. so um but uh but we're actually we're actually out of time for this episode so um, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap us up here and then uh, make sure to kind of listen in for the next episode because it will continue talking about the fostering friendships. So we want to thank you for listening to the Engaging Parenting Podcast. Um, We hope that this blesses and encourages you. And if you ever have questions that you would like for us to talk about, you can email us at ask at bridgeway.church. But uh, make sure to listen in on the next episodes and we'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Engaging Parenting Podcast, hosted by Pastor Matt Bach and Pastor Cliff Woodward, presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. For more information about Bridgeway and other content, visit bridgeway.church.